it, it was across the water and we were like, wow, look how close it is. And then it's walking across the river towards us. And we're like, wow, look how close it's getting. <laughs> and then it's at, outside our lodge, literally just like three meters away. Yeah, it was just so close. You could see all the details of its wrinkles. And it, I swear it looked at us as well. It was just beautiful. It was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And I think that, that that was like another moment where I was like, wow, like, where are we? Where are we? This is, yeah, this is just mind-blowing. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of the Freedom Found Podcast, and I am so thrilled to bring this to you today because I am here with the wonderful Dale Darby, and we are going to just chat and get deep on everything that we just experienced in this incredible, amazing 10-year anniversary trip to Botswana and several other countries. So without further ado, if you have not yet met my wonderful partner, Dale Darby. Here he is for you today. He is also the literal genius behind our um, funnels and back-end marketing and other pieces like that in the business you might not know, but he is behind the scenes supporting and helping in this realm as well. So welcome, Dale, to the podcast. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Crystal, you're way too kind. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here and to talk about this incredible trip that we just went on. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we just got back, like literally just got back from our 10 year anniversary trip, which before we even, yeah, before we can even get into the actual trip itself, isn't that wild to say? It's wild to say. And sometimes I look back at the photos that are shown to you on Facebook and IG and it's like, oh, that was 10 years ago. That's crazy. We look like babies. We do. Y'all should see these photos. Yeah, I had a lot more hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Uh, Yeah. I think that this is just been kind of like a wake-up call for how fast life goes for Mm -hmm. me at least and like we're gonna talk about revelations from this trip as well and get into that even more so but like 10 damn years where does it go yeah honestly it's just like it seems like a blink and when we've been fortunate enough to live lots of different lives so it feels like a long time but also it's like 10 years of your life is gone and you're it was great, but also it's fast. It's fast. And it was amazing. We, we are so, so lucky. We have lived, I think you sum it up so perfectly when you say like, we've just lived different lives. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while and you've heard my story, you know that we used to both be international school teachers. We used to travel around the world and move to a different country every year or two. And when you do that, when you like uproot everything, sell everything, move, make new friends, you have a new job, you literally create a new life every year or every two years, which is what we did for a decade, 
it feels like we have had like like nine lives like a cat mm-hmm. right like we've been able to just do it over and over and just have such a variety of experiences and I just think that that's so special and not everybody has the the chance or the opportunity to do that and I'm just so grateful that we have because I just think it's so unique yeah I agree and maybe this 10-year anniversary is a celebration of all that as well yeah I think it was it was and in keeping with Dale and Crystal's style to do crazy things and travel to crazy wild places <laughs> around the world we went on a safari to Botswana and then tagged in several other countries in the region as well in Southern Africa. So for those of you who don't know, our route was first a stop in South Africa. Then we went on to Botswana where we spent the majority of our safari like in the remotest places that they film wildlife documentaries our guides would take us places and be like oh if you've seen this documentary this is where this is filmed Mm -hmm. it was incredible we were some of the only people oftentimes we were actually the only two people among like 10 15 20 staff at these incredible locations (laughs) private tours yeah (laughs) it was yeah it was pretty crazy and then we moved on to um where do we go next uh then we went to zimbabwe Um, and then we did a short little walk, not a short walk over to Zambia. We'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, we um, literally walked to Zambia. And on this trip, I also went to my 50th country, which was Zimbabwe. And then we, we finished on 51. So I've now been to 51 countries, which yeah. is pretty awesome, too. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so what we want to do, we've had so many questions about the safari, what we did, um, people want recommendations, all the things. So we're kind of just going to walk you through it and just take you through some of our highlights, what we enjoyed, what we'd recommend you do, our, um, you know, kind of big takeaways from that. So without further ado, Dale, do you want to kick us off with day one when we're traveling to Botswana and kind of dive into the the start of that story? Sure. So we had just come in on a big flight from Mauritius, um, got into Johannesburg, did our, our shopping in that. And then we were flying to Maun, got on a slightly smaller flight. I would say it's about 18 rows, um, only three seats across. So things were getting smaller. And we arrive in Maun. And I don't know if you know um, anything about Crystal's motion sickness, but she's a <laughs> sensitive soul in that regard. And you I guys, think- it is bad. <laughs> Dale is being kind. Okay. It is so I'm being British. <laughs> it's so bad. It is so embarrassing. I literally have so many experiences where I go places and I like tell the pilot or the captain or the this like, hey, I get really sick. I'm just gonna let you know. And they're like, oh no, it'll be fine. Like, you know, this is pretty smooth or whatever. And then I get so sick doing something, and then later they come back and they're like, wow, you're the most sick person I've ever had <laughs> on my on my flight, boat, etc. Yeah. So we had um, come off of this flight and Crystal was feeling a little bit nauseous and we were like, okay, we're going to get on this smaller plane now, a bush plane, um, to our next place. But we had been told that the airline couldn't really tell us how big the plane was or how far we were going or if we were even stopping in multiple stops before we get to our actual uh, safari lodge. So then we get there and they're like, oh yeah, it's a four-person plane. That's it. Four, <laughs> four person. And, um, and it's across the desert and it's about an hour Um, which is a long time in a bush plane if you've ever been in a tiny little plane like that. Yes. And also, I would like to preface this for those of you thinking, Crystal, just take some dramamine. I do. She's dosed up. (laughs) I'm dosed up. But I actually, part of the problem here before you hear the rest of the story is that I didn't actually want to take the full amount because you do the bush plane and you arrive and you get there and you go on your game drive and you start your experience because like there's no reason to sit around right like that's what you're there for so Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be like all groggy and doped up so I was barely on any drama main at this point 
So we get on this small plane um, with just four people and the, the pilot, and we start flying over the Kalahari Desert, and we're hitting these these heat thermals. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a tiny plane, but you hit them hard, and the plane is bouncing around. And I'm looking out the window because I don't get seasick because I'm I'm sorry, motion sick. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Look at the desert. And I turn around and I see Crystal, and she's green. <laughs> she's clutching the window like her fingers are her knuckles are white, and she's clutching the window. And I'm like, oh, she's not good. Yeah, no, not. And to be clear, I'm not afraid of flying. I just feel sick so this at this point like it's not even just turbulence like there's turbulence and it's bumpy and that's okay but it's more for me and if you're a listener right now who like gets motion sick I'm sure you can relate to this it's like altitude changes that really do it and because of these heat thermals like the plane would like just drop a little altitude bump up a little bit of altitude it was just going up and down and the wings kind of going left and right and it, it was a crazy ride over there, like a crazy ride. Yeah, and I don't know how graphic Crystal wants me to get, but like there were there were a lot of sick bags on the plane and we used them all. Oh, we. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I should say thank you to Dale because um, how lucky am I to have somebody that's there to collect my sick bags as um, I use them. 10 years, so, baby. <laughs> happy 10 years, day one. It was like, let's take this amazing, we're going to be so advent- adventurous, we're going to go on this bush plane. I was so excited. I was a little worried about getting sick, but it's like, this is going to be great. And then I made it like halfway through. I was I was sitting there being like, don't be sick, don't be sick, don't be sick. And then you just hit a moment where there is no coming yeah. back. I've like, had that on nights out. It's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, no coming back. So yeah, I used every every bag available so much so that then a man even offered his hat for use. <laughs> he turned so. his cowboy hat upside down. <laughs> One of the other two Didn't passengers. Have a heart to do that. Yeah. Um, so then we then we got there and I oh gosh so thankful to just like be on on level ground <laughs> level ground but the desert at that point now we got there and it was just so dry so incredibly hot um, and as soon as we land we see these elephants probably a hundred meters away from it, our lodge it was incredible also can I just say the airstrip though like what was your first thought when we got there and you saw this tiny airstrip you mean what airstrip like, yeah <laughs> what airstrip this tiny like tiny thing that you would you could barely see from up above and like that's it that's the airport and there's only like there's only one actual like lodge place to stay out in the Kal- Kalahari desert and then this is the, the tiny airstrip to get there. Like, this is yeah. remote. Yeah, we didn't, so remote. We didn't choose these planes just for fun. Like, there's no other way to get to these <laughs> there's lodges. There's no other way. Although, I'm not going to lie, I did ask if there was a way to drive out. But <laughs> there's no way. So, yeah, we got there. And then outside, so we stayed. If you've seen my Instagram stories, you see the beautiful villa that we stayed in. And right outside, like, 100 meters or yards for you Americans away maybe more. I need to go back and look at the video, but right out there, Mm -hmm. a watering hole where all the animals come. So you're in the desert. And one of the benefits of being in the desert is that at this time of year, it's dry season. Animals don't have a lot of choice on where they can go to get water. There's actually only two watering holes and both of them were very close to our camp. One was right outside. So that meant that we saw like the congregation of everyone. Everyone. I mean, to start with just like 50 elephants, which was incredible. Mind-blowing. Yeah, mind-blowing. And then as the trip went on, um, 
it was just every animal you can imagine around this waterhole. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was so great. We'd wake up in the morning at sunrise and we'd be like, okay, let's see who's at the watering hole today, right? What were some yeah. of your um your like most wow moments in the in the days at the desert? Sure. So the first wow moment that I really felt like I, I think I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie because it was when a bull elephant nearly attacked our jeep. That um, was it. That was the first drive. It was the like, first drive. Like we went yeah. out, they were like, okay, drop your bags. Um, let's go on a game drive for the afternoon mm-hmm. and. Like I think we only drove like for five minutes until (laughs) until this elephant to the waterhole and that was it. Yeah, and that was the most aggressive sort of challenge I think we got from an elephant the whole time. Yeah, did the the head head roll and the ear flap and kind of stepped towards us a bit, and our guide was just ready to turn on the ignition and and drive away. But then it it kind of backed down because we weren't moving. Yeah. Yeah. For for those of you who don't know, this is new to me. Like I knew elephants could be aggressive, but apparently they are quite aggressive and they're known to charge people Mm -hmm. and. yeah, you, you have to be you have to be very careful in those situations with them. So yeah. that's especially was pretty African cool elephants. Yeah, yeah, because African a lot of um, Asian elephants are kinder, I would say. But yeah. bull yeah. elephants in Africa are a bit crazy. Yeah, they are. And hippos, I learned that was an amazing thing. We'll we'll have to share about our hippo experience. <laughs> but hippos are like responsible for killing, like the animal responsible for killing the most people in um, Africa, in which Africa, is in a continent. Something I Those would murderous never know. blobs of fat. I know <laughs> they are. They are. So okay, key highlights. One of my highlights, like at this part of the trip in the desert, was the first morning we woke up. We drove to the other watering hole, and everybody was there. Like everyone had called their mom and said, let's go to the watering hole. It was straight out of the Lion King. It was. It was. What did we have? We had buffalo. Ostrich. Oh, okay. So we had these ostrich. Ostriches? Ostrich? Ostrich. Ostrich? Ostrich. (laughs) There was a male and there were several females around and the male was doing a like a mate attraction dance like and an ostrich is a big animal like it is big and it would take its big huge fluffy feathery wings and it would spread them out wide as can be and it would like move them up and down in this beautiful formation and bring them together and open them up again it was like discovery channel shit you guys It it was it was beautiful um and then he got his mate and then we saw right after that we saw a pair of lions mating at the water hole like, yeah, that was incredible. Oh, my gosh. And what we learned about lions, which is so, so fascinating, is that this is actually a really special thing to see because um, the female lion won't mate until every two years. So seeing this was so special. What happens is they actually spend 10 days mating every 20 minutes together because the male lion's sperm count is so low that they have to mate so frequently to be able to have the possibility of conception, Mm -hmm. which is just wow. Demanding. Demanding, demanding. But what a unique opportunity. It was so... It was so amazing and kind of weird. Felt like we were like peeping in. It did, but especially through the binoculars. Like, <laughs> they were at the watering hole, so I feel like it's fair game. You guys chose to come you know, in front of everybody. So There were also zebra and there were wildebeest. Yeah, wildebeest, and, which I feel like get a bad rap, but they were so cool looking. They were very cool. Kind of creepy, yeah. but cool. Um, tons of elephants. Tons of birds. Jackal. Giraffe. Giraffe. We're just going to keep listing oh animals. <laughs> welcome to the Crystal Church yeah, Podcast, welcome. where we list animals. <laughs> It's literally like, I, I know that there are ones that we're missing, but yeah, yeah it was, everybody was there. I'm sure and there that, was a fish. That was, <laughs> that was a big wow moment for me because I just felt like humbled, I think. Yeah. 
just to see them all together like that. Yeah, and what are we but these tiny little, like, specks of human. Clever apes. Oh my gosh, just, like, like, caring about the most superfluous things in the world and, like, they're just out there living life and surviving. Yeah. Like, life is hard, and they're just water. out there surviving. Yeah, just trying to get a lick of water yeah. every damn day. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then we drove into, like, the desert even further. We went and saw, like, baobab trees and all sorts. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was pretty spectacular, too. Like, nothing around. Nothing. These big salt pans from, from ancient lake beds, and then just these huge baobab trees, which are the weird-looking ones that are actually, fun fact, a succulent just a large succulent. So I just found that fascinating. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great, I think that was a great way to kick off the trip because it put all the animals in one place for mm-hmm. us, um, being in the desert. But after three days, I have to tell you, I was ready for like a little more moisture in the air. <laughs> for I, was, sure. I was ready for a little bit of a change of scenery. And the next place we went was just like, the breath of fresh air. It was like a, like a paradise. Yeah, it was in comparison. And it's so interesting because these two places are like an hour away from each other by bush plane. So really not that far in like a geographical sense, but they couldn't be more different and offer like such a different landscape to the animals and the life there mm-hmm. and everything. So I begrudgingly... <laughs> it was tough to get her on this <laughs> next plane. I begrudgingly got back into the bush plane and I had the best tiny flight of my life you should see me okay so we had the same pilot um this young female pilot she was amazing she remembered me (laughs) and i said to her like how's it gonna be today and she flew us um at a higher altitude so we weren't hitting the thermals from the desert as much and i took a bunch of drumming and i sat on this plane and what did we see from the plane like giraffe Giraffe and elephant and and the change from the desert to the Okavango Delta, which is a very famous area in Botswana. and it's filled and with water. And, yeah. It was incredible to see, like, the shift mm-hmm. in the actual landscape yeah. happen. I got off the flight, and I just said to her, that was the most incredible thing. Highlight, loved it, and the rest of the, the plane trips will, were great. I think I just needed more drama. Is that bad for us when over the desert? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so then, then we, we got... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, then we got there. What were you thinking? Well, we first um, walked up to our room and oh. literally we were, we're on the side of a river um, and there's just elephants across the river just eating eating the grass in the river. And it's just so wet and verdant compared to the desert where we just come from. It just seemed like, like I said, an absolute paradise in comparison. Like an oasis. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really an oasis. And, and the way that this camp was set up, it was a little bit of a larger camp. So they had tents on platforms almost like treehouse tents but not quite like you're not up up in a in a Mm treehouse but they built um these beautiful wooden platforms around trees so they didn't you know cause any destruction in the build of the lodge and then you have these like canvas kevlar yeah canvas 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 um like safari tents Mm -hmm. on them gorgeous like it's a glamping you guys right like there's a full full king-size bed bed. (laughs) there's an indoor outdoor shower there's all these things and then your deck is overlooking the river or you know one of the many rivers within the delta and the animals are just right there and shortly after that i just remember this moment where i think i was taking a shower and then you called me and you're like crystal you're gonna want to come out here And there was, oh no, I was taking a nap. There was an elephant walking across the river toward our tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you've not seen it on IG, you need to check out the video. It's it's absolutely incredible. I'm going to make, I'll make a reel out of it. Yeah. It's just 
it was across the water and we were like, wow, look how close it is. And then it's walking across the river towards us. And we're like, wow, look how close it's getting. <laughs> and then it's at, outside our lodge, literally just like three meters away or nine yards. And <laughs> meters and yards are almost the same thing. Don't you tripled it. <laughs> Sorry. Nine feet. Oh. And um, yeah, it was just so close. You could see all the details of its wrinkles. And it, I swear it looked at us as well. It was just beautiful. It was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And I think that 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 was like another moment where I was like, wow, like, where are we? Where are we? This is, yeah, this is just mind blowing. Yeah. And so we spent time at this location in the Delta, really remote. And we did a lot of time like in boats. We did walking safaris, which my mom was like terrified <laughs> for. She was like convinced we were going to get eaten by lions. I mean, there were lion prints around. We're like, oh, look, here's a lion print that fresh, we're walking on this path. Yeah, yeah fresh tracks. Um, these guides were incredible. Like they could see a lion track in the sand and they could tell you when the lion was there, what the lion was doing, mm -hmm. male, female, um, where they were headed. And most of the time, we would go and they would take us right to the lion. They'd be like, oh, I know where the lion's going. And they would follow the tracks yeah. for, you know, ages. And then, bam, there's a pride of lions right not there. Not while we were walking on that one. No, yeah. not on that one. But just in general, like the They're guides throughout the trip were just... Oh, they were so knowledgeable, so amazing. Yeah, just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Mm -hmm to like soak up their knowledge and just be around yeah so that that, that um, location we actually spent a lot of time on boats as well so we did the the mokoro which is like a carved out tree which was oh, nice yeah. and peaceful we didn't see a ton of animals for that um, but the main um, attraction for that was the boat safari and there were so many hippos it was oh preposterous hundreds yeah the most like, murderous animal in africa yeah and like it was so hard to get a peek of a hippo without like or with the whole body, with yeah. it coming out of the water, because normally you would just see, like, its head creeping above the surface level. You see it its eyes and its cute little ears. It would, like, puff out the water from its nose and go, <laughs> and then, then it'd go disappear. back under the water yeah. again. We spent the entire time trying to see a damn hippo, like <laughs> a, an actual, the like, the full hippo. Yeah. And then... Yeah, one night we were driving back. I think that was our second night. And the boat was going around these bends in the river really quickly, getting back before it got dark. And so it's sunset behind us. We drive around a corner. Apparently a hippo had been under the water there, but we didn't mm -hmm. know it. And as we pass this corner, we hear this hippo that make that big noise, flushing oh, oh, the yeah. the water out of its nose. Yeah, when making do it, Dale. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's exactly how they sound. And we turn around in the boat, and the hippo is full on out of the water, like on the shoreline, like charging us, yeah. like bounding, lunging towards oh, us in gosh. the river. It was like my highlight. I just wanted to get charged by a hippo <laughs> in a safe way. In, in a, a safe, safe way. way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was incredible. It was incredible. And then the next night, um, a more peaceful set of hippos we saw. We went out at dusk um, and then we saw like a mother and a bull and the baby yeah, hippo just walking along eating grass on the side of the river. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, that was so amazing. And all of them like coming out of mm -hmm. the water. That was such a highlight. It was. That was so cool. And just like, like tons of beautiful antelope, tons of elephants and giraffe there. I feel like that was a good um, like middle stop for us. Yeah. And before we headed off to our next locale, which was a blend of both of the places we'd been to. So the final destination we flew to on this little bush plane 
was on the edge of the delta. So essentially, we got the benefits of being near the water, but then on the other side, the benefits of like the desert, basically. Mm -hmm. So best of both worlds, I felt like that was a really, really, really like good way to end the trip because yeah, we saw all the things that we hadn't yet seen or saw them closer or just in a different capacity than we had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And one memorable moment I have from the transition of these two places when we were flying in on the little bush plane. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the warthogs? Oh my God. Yeah. That was, that was insane. That was so crazy. So we're in this tiny bush plane and the, the pilot, she warns us, we, we were so uh, lucky to have all female pilots. Yeah. Um, she warned us ahead of time that the runway was the shortest in the Delta or in Botswana, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was It, it was tiny. like, what, 600 meters, 500 meters yeah. long. Um, and that that meant it was going to be a quick descent, hard landing. Like, we got to get in there and get it done. Yeah, and we're like, okay, we're ready for this. Like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, we circle around. And the descent's always a little bumpy because it's windy and, and it's hot. And we get so close. Like, we're lowering and lowering and lowering towards a runway. And we're going over water, right? So it's like there's a stretch of the delta. It's all water and green and lush around it. And then right afterward is the runway. And you're going to touch down right there. And we get... I swear we must have been like 15 feet above the yeah, runway. Yeah. Like we were, we were almost close. landed. And like we were both could... just waiting for the bump yes. of the landing. Yes, you're that far in. Yeah. And then suddenly, <laughs> out of nowhere, the plane soars up into the air Zoom! abruptly like, around the corner. And she is frustrated and she's like, oh, yeah, she's smacking her head and she's like, ah, oh, and I'm like, what just happened? Like, Yeah, Dale just... was on, you were on the wrong side of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see. What I thought happened was that she, because it's such a short runway, I thought she had got onto it too late to slow down in oh, time. Oh, right. Um, but then what actually no. happened? What, what actually happened was I could see through my window. We were almost touching down and all of a sudden a family of warthogs just runs Pumbaa. across the runway. Just Yeah, Pumbaa just right there runs across <laughs> the runway and not right in front of the plane, but further enough that like they wouldn't be likely off the runway by the time the plane got to that point. So yeah. she had to pull up and we had to fly all the way around again and um, and land. But I, I loved that. That was amazing. <laughs> I just didn't know what was happening. And she was so angry. I was like, what's happening? But she told us afterwards it's because the other um, guides at the lodges are supposed to clear the runway before she gets there. Yes. 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 Apparently animals love to hang out in the big open space. And so um, I don't know why that seems like a dangerous area yeah. in that environment it's but warm i guess i guess so anyways um that was a cool highlight of getting to that that locale and then man that that final place i mean every place we stayed was gorgeous yeah each These... place was very unique and they, they had um benefits of each every every location we went to yeah they did i particularly liked this one though um because it was just like like it was sat above the water so again you had the water and then you had the desert on the other side and it sat above the water and it had this beautiful like thatched roofing this beautiful Mm -hmm. decor and ambiance but it's all open and it felt very like like safari-esque yeah very peaceful as well they did a really good job with sort of the vintage architecture and that that's a good way to say it yeah yeah that was beautiful i loved that and the animals at that place were probably some of the closest encounters we've had with them so far Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. So... What would be a highlight for you? Okay. Um, the last place. Okay, so when we got there, we went out 
on the first safari drive with our new guides. So you got a new guide at every location. And that's like one of the moments where they saw the lion tracks and they were like, okay, let's go and see if we can find them. See if we get lucky. They would always say, let's see if we get lucky. Mm -hmm. Those guides were so good. We always were lucky. (laughs) And they took us off-roading. Yeah. Do you remember that? Our first (laughs) off-roading? Well, we had been off-roading before, but it was kind of through the grass. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, wow, we're off-roading. But this was like... We were plowing was, down whole bushes and all sorts yeah, we in were, like the middle of nowhere. And it was, yeah, it was, it was like bumpy and you're going, it yeah, was off very, very it was bumpy. Yeah. And I guess I was so amazed because we're doing this and I was like, I had no expectations. We had seen lines at, at the first location from further away at the mm-hmm. watering hole. And I was so pleasantly surprised and maybe just like wowed and amazed because we, we finally crashed through some more bushes. And we're like, it, where are we going? What are we doing? Right? And and then it opened up and we were right next to, like, I am talking just a few yards away from mm-hmm. a pride of 15 gorgeous lions. Yep. Yeah. Teenagers, young ones, mothers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was so... So close. Yeah. So incredible. It was so incredible. I thought it was so interesting in that one too. It was like all um, cubs, either young ones or like teenagers, like you said, or females and that there was like no dominant male. Mm -hmm. And I found it so fascinating to learn that like the males don't hunt. They're not very good at it. The females are the hunters and they go out and they do all the, the hard labor. And then we kind of got to see it in action. Oh, it was, it was amazing. So we'd been watching these lions for a long time and we were just like, okay, this is cool. They're sleeping. Amazing. Um, but then they all started getting up and they all started walking, um, not, in the, not away from us, but kind of in, towards the sunset. And we were like, oh, what are they doing? Because they're all kind of smelling the air and looking at each other. And so we, we drive alongside them as they head away. And um, we see these giraffe heads in the distance. Oh. And all of the lions just go still and quiet and spread out. And the really giraffe quickly. didn't see them. No. Like, do you remember the feeling sitting there watching? Because the lions were kind of going around each side of the van mm-hmm. or the jeep. And... The giraffe were so far in the distance that they couldn't see the they lions in the them. grass. And you know, it's like the Discovery Channel when you know one side of the story and you see the hunter hunting. Yeah. And the hunted has no idea that they are at risk yet. And you catch you feel for both sides because it was a baby giraffe with the giraffes as oh. well. And we were just like, oh, like, I know you can tell it from like these hungry lions have been lying there all day and then they'll stop otherwise. And there's also like this baby giraffe that's just been born and the mother and... Yeah, it was a difficult. Like who do you root for? Who do you root for? I don't know. It was it was a very yeah. It was it was a hard moment I think for me to watch because I didn't know if I should be excited or worried or what. But um, it was incredible to see the lions. Then like they fanned out far. Like some stayed around our jeep and then some like went really far in the distance. They basically surround and then all kind of stampede and charge toward their prey mm-hmm. at one time. And that's what we saw happen. We saw these lions stampede these giraffes through the woods through all these trees and you could hear like the thunderous like like stomping of the giraffe the, the branches snapping oh my as gosh. they run away and thunders yeah if you're on the edge of your seat right now you should know the giraffe was okay the baby was okay the baby was okay the baby was okay but the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah they ran off into the distance they and we were like well distance. i hope everything goes well for yeah. everyone <laughs> yeah that was kind of the end of that and the next morning our guide told us that he heard a different pride of lions had killed a giraffe mm-hmm. so it's like pretty crazy the night before we saw them 
like go and hunt and then the next morning we we actually um got to go and see them eating the giraffe yeah. the different pride though yeah absolutely devouring it it was it was totally disgusting it was but also so amazing. Dis- do you remember the smell uh, oh don't i can't even yeah oh, that, i can't it makes me nauseous yeah it's yeah. not like you're like i i get no, a cringe when i no, go to no. a butcher or anything but no. this was like next level you should you should know we're both vegetarians so this is also like even even more i think gross for us yeah. <laughs> like yeah meat is just not our thing and then yeah the the grinding sounds just all Stop. of it I'm sorry. Oh, okay <laughs> too much too much but this was actually like a highlight thing. I do you remember I was saying like earlier on in the trip, like I literally have seen everything I want to see. Like yeah. if I wanted to see something else, like it would be like a like a kill. I want to see lions like eating something. Mm-hmm. And then we just saw it. Yeah. And it was like everything was complete. And again, we're talking like five, ten meters away from our Jeep. Oh my yeah. gosh, so close. So yeah. and they didn't even care about us. They literally were like every lion for themselves right yep. now they don't even know each other they were so aggressive just with each other just each trying other. to get in and get get more food and yeah and then right above there was this tree filled with like 20 30 vultures yeah just sat up huge vultures straight out of jungle book just it all really of them hanging was. out there yeah yeah it really was that was incredible it was yeah i loved that what other highlights did you have from like that final destination? There were so many from there. We saw painted dogs. We saw a hyena oh, at did. night walking walking straight towards our jeep. Yeah. What I, about I, the nocturnal animals? We saw a jennet, which is like a is it is it in the cat family or is it? I feel like it, it's in the weasel family. But it's, I mean, like it's like a cross between a fox and a cat looking yeah, thing. You can yeah. Google it. We saw a jennet. We saw an African wild cat. We saw yeah, which looks just like a regular domestic cat just sat in the bushes. <laughs> it's like, is this Nico? You shouldn't be out here, buddy. It's dangerous. <laughs> We saw so many things. The wild dogs. Oh, we saw wild dog puppies. Yeah. Puppies. This is an endangered animal. And if you watch um, Wild Babies on Netflix, it's like one of the storylines is about these wild wild dogs. Anyways, we saw some wild dog puppies, which was so incredible. And generally just saw a lot more of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. just amazing. Yeah. And zebra. So many zebra. So many giraffes up close. Mm. Here we go, listing animals again. <laughs> here we go. That's what we do here. <laughs> um, but I have to say, so we spent nine nights, 11 days on safari, and I think it was a perfect amount of time. I, I have to say at the end of that, I felt like, okay, like I've seen it and I'm ready. Yeah. And and by the time they drove us back to the tiny airstrip to fly out, there were like, we saw more lion on the way. And I was just like, oh, cool, a lion. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's what I wanted out of the trip. I wanted to feel so like full and satiated and just like happy with what I had had done that yeah. I didn't feel like, oh, I don't want to leave yet. Mm-hmm. Like I love the feeling of not wanting to leave, but I also more so love the feeling of like I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Like that was yeah. amazing. It was let's amazing. do let's do the next It's a really nice feeling, isn't it? To yeah. be like I've seen everything and and it was incredible. And yeah. now it's time to go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And now my big goal is like I just want to take our whole family on this trip. Like yeah. I literally just I everybody just go on this trip. It was incredible. Yeah. I think that's something that we want to do. Just like take our friends take our family on these incredible trips and just kind of help everyone to have these experiences i so agree that's one of my biggest takeaways honestly is like what are we doing all of this for if not for more experiences like Mm -hmm. this if not to just to enjoy life if not just to do more living with the people that you love yeah i think that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah so i'm really taking that with me out of this trip and um we're gonna do a whole nother episode on our revelations and our takeaways because we had so many and we just wanted to share the excitement of Mm -hmm. the trip and the safari and all of that good stuff with you but 
oh gosh i i feel like i learned so many lessons myself just on this trip yeah for sure it was yeah. it was amazing seeing it um not on television because yeah. you can you can watch as many documentaries <laughs> as you want but this is a, a new experience yeah, yeah. That's, that's so true. And after this, our trip was not over. We then flew to um, a place called Kasane and then had to drive over the border from Botswana into Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And we went to the... It's a natural wonder of the world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. One of the seven wonders, natural Seven natural wonders, wonders of the world, yeah. Yep. Called Victoria Falls. Or if you... Mosiotunya. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Which means the smoke that thunders yeah whereas victoria falls is just named after that queen that no one really cares about yeah no it's colonization it's finest um and that was incredible it was like just victoria falls is just a huge basically like chasm like canyon with these falls that stretch over from i I don't actually remember how long the falls are kilometers yeah i'm I'm not sure it's just a long long way really thunderous amounts of water yeah from like one of the biggest rivers in Africa, just draining down the this Zambezi. waterfall. The Zambezi. The Zambezi. Oh, yeah, that was pretty incredible. Um, oh, crocodiles. We never mentioned crocodiles. We, didn't mention <laughs> we crocodiles. saw more crocodiles in the Zambezi. And yeah, so we spent several days there just exploring and doing fun things. Sunset we, cruise. Yeah, we did sunset cruise. Hikes and. And we walked to Zambia. So Victoria Falls is split partly on the Zimbabwe side and partly in Zambia. So we got to go to both. Then Zambia was. 51st country we need to go back there and do more exploring yeah, in both to, of those places yeah, both of the countries yeah and i uh, yeah it was supposed to be a short little walk over there over the border <laughs> Gosh, on, the, on the hike it was just like oh take the short trip across the border <laughs> you know, we like walked eight hours for so later. long yeah oh my gosh just and we had nothing it nothing. was like we just had us and a little bit of money and, and sun like, cream and you can't drink that no but no. then we walked back with a bunch of souvenirs <laughs> classic tourist it was very touristy <laughs> it was it was but um i loved it for that and mm-hmm. it was just so gorgeous and then we kind of started our journey home after that and enjoyed some more days off at home and just I I just enjoyed just quality time with you and one of the things that I love so much that we did that we're we're continuing still because this is what's our anniversary trip was starting to talk about like every year we've been together, breaking down that year, you know, in an evening or in a day together and really starting and saying, okay, first year we're, we were together, like, what do you remember? What are the funny stories? Like, what are the things that we did? And where did we travel to? And I just, I loved the time to just slow down in life and like literally put everything. If you guys know me, you know that like, if I'm working, I'm working. And if I'm not, I'm really not like, mm-hmm. And put everything business-wise aside and even just rest of life stuff aside and just like like be in those moments and remember that and talk through it. And yeah, I just, I will treasure the sort of those conversations that we had. And, yeah, and I really love that as well because it's like you're, you've both got different memories and they, as yeah. soon as you start talking yeah. about them, they spark other ones that are in there, but they're hard to remember if That's you're just so trying true. to. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still doing that because our anniversary is actually in a couple weeks. So, or next week. So, um, the the saga continues. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there any other last like thoughts or wows or anything that you want to share with our listeners before we let them go and book their own Botswana safari? Well, I think we're going to we're going to cover a lot of the revelations in our next episode. Um, so they should look out for that. Um, but no, I think that it was just something that everyone needs to do. Everyone needs to persuade all their family to come and do it. And I know that we are in a privileged position, um, but it's something that that everyone should have the opportunity to have a go at. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And also know that, like, there are lots of different 
you know, varieties of like budgets and the types of trips that you can take. Like you could literally go and do a trip through some of these places for just a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of variety here for you. And um, it's also just something to put on the goal list. Like this is something Dale and I've wanted to do for years. Yeah, since and we, we met, we've talked about it. Yeah. We literally have. Yeah. yeah. And and we didn't have the ability or the means to do it until now. So um, put it on the vision board and consider it because, yeah, it's definitely an incredible experience to see those things up close. Thank you for listening to, like, the stories, everything we saw. And hop over to Instagram and watch my close friend's stories if you want to get the behind the scenes, see the videos, the pictures, and all that good stuff. And I will see you in our next episode where we are going to discuss all of our revelations for business and life and what I'm taking out of this experience to be able to cultivate an even more extraordinary life and successful business than we have now. See you then. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for being a loyal Freedom Found podcast listener. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would pass this on to a friend. This is how we can help support each other and get this message out to more women that might be waiting right now to hear a message just like this. So you can go and share this with your business best friend right now or head on over to leave us a five-star review. Your small gesture really does mean more than you know. Thank you so, so much. Love you lots and I'll catch you next time.